DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbooks. It's easy to navigate. It has plenty of instructions for new bettors and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbooks, and I know you will, too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention. Bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you'll claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Susan Sarandon, 1986 Louis Malle film. The city? <laughs> Atlantic City. Oh. It's amazing to see the city back in the day. Mm. Uh, all right, let's welcome people back, Simon. Okay, folks. It's time. It's time to get you welcome back to another episode of Maybe, Maybe. Next Time. I am your host, William Bloor, with my co-host, uh, Simon <laughs> McCormack. Nets Nation! A gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER! It's not gambling, it's gaming! Gaming. Got a gaming problem? Got a gaming issue? Don't worry about it, buddy. We all do. We've yeah. all got that that kid brother who can't get off the computer. Yeah. That kid is, is uh, sad. Uh, well, you're not sad. <laughs> no, you're not sad. We're not sad. But what we are is back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk all things Nets Nation. This is the annual traditional Atlantic City Live edition. Simon, could you describe for people who are not uh, viewing our stream right now where we are? We are in the Wild West Casino in Atlantic City, uh, which is inside, I guess, technically Bally's uh, Casino. Um, it is our home away from home. <laughs> uh, our hopefully one day retirement duplex home away from home. Exactly. Um, it will take some convincing of our significant others or radical and honestly quite sad life changes. <laughs> but, um, but someday. Someday. You can, alway, you can always hope. Dream big. Um, behind me is the women's bathroom, and slightly to the right of that is the men's bathroom. Behind Simon is the AC Snack Shack and one of the largest Connect Four boards I've ever seen in my life. Oh, uh, yeah. Right over there. Other way. Yep, I can see it. Yeah, you can. Uh, next to Space Invaders, the game of our youth. We ought to try that. Yeah, I'd Maybe play, later. Space Inv- yeah, play Space Invaders. Uh, we are also very close to the, we can't name um, who sponsors the sports book here, because they're not the sponsor of this program, but there's a sports Sportsbook in the casino, uh, where Simon won big, big, big last night, going all in on the mighty Milwaukee Bucks. To me, 
that was a traitorous move because any promotion of or recognition of the Bucks being anything but garbage is, uh, for me, a, a, a sin against all of Nets Nation. <laughs> my, my take, William, as I think I said last night, is that the better the Bucks look, the better the Nets look. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping at this point, because I think that they're going to be able to beat the Hawks, let's be real. But what I'm hoping is that they get swept in the finals. That is my ultimate goal. That an actually good Western team, who isn't even going to be that good, it's going to be the Suns or massively depleted um, Clippers, can mm-hmm. still beat the Bucks and humiliate them. So I just, I mean, I know we talked about this. We don't want Coach Bud to get fired because it would hurt the Nets. But there is a vindictive, nasty part of me, Simon. I'm, I, I've never yeah. told this to anyone before. That would uh, I haven't seen it. Yeah, a petty side that you've never, ever seen. I've even done. a even a faintest hint of. <laughs> I, I will take your word for it. <laughs> um, so we are here, as we are each and every unrelenting week, to find my calendar. I mean, my agenda for the schedule for the show that we're doing, uh, Simon. We're going to start with an extraordinarily special new segment. Okay? <laughs> yes, this is I'm never ready. Before, never before happened on this show. This new segment is Simon Dictates the Agenda. Oh. Agenda point one sent to me by Dictator Simon, Czar Simon. Uh, if you could have any sort of like kingly appellation attached to the mm. beginning of your name, what what royal title would you Sultan. like? Sultan. Sultan Simon, the Sultan of Saigai. Uh, great one. That's so, so much better than I was <laughs> expecting, honestly. Uh, is that mostly based on your childhood love of Aladdin? Yes, and yeah. I love the song The Sultan of Swing. Oh. Do, 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 <laughs> but na, 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 Who na. sings The Sultan of Swing? Uh, the Eagles, maybe? I don't know. That cannot be the Eagles. They are the Sultans <laughs> of Swing. swing. Bow, bow, bow. Maybe the uh, Crash Test Dummies. It is definitely not that. All right. Agenda item one. <laughs> from Sultan Simon is Simon regressing in the stages of grief? Question mark? (laughs) Yes. So, folks, you know the stages of grief. Uh, The last stage is acceptance. I think it's... I was trying to avoid naming <laughs> yeah, them because yeah. I'm not. I think first is like shock, second is denial, third is anger, fourth is um, I don't know, like um, I can't. It's, grief, it's, maybe I don't know. grief. Oh. Grief is, is the, the thing. Is the, the umbrella <laughs> term. So it, fourth stage, it's, you slip into the umbrella term. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to act denial? like an expert. We already here. got through denial. Yeah, I think bargaining maybe. Like, you're like, oh, God, if you just bring back right, my loved one, I will right, you right, know, right. never drink again or something. Yeah. Um, and then fifth is acceptance. Let's just say those are the stages. Um, Denial, so, anger, bargaining, depression, oh, acceptance, depression. Okay. It's okay. close with grief. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Almost nailed it at number four, grief. Um, Brain ain't working too good in Atlantic City today. So I have become, and it doesn't sound like from what you've looked up, anger is even a stage, but... Anger is is the second stage. stage. Denial, anger, bargaining, this is a podcast largely about the five stages of grief, one of which is grief. Great, great, yes. The pseudo, the thing is, it's such an incredibly flimsy pseudo-psychology that... This song is quite loud. (laughs) 
Let's give it up. Let's give it up. Pick, pick it up. Pick yeah, it up. no, it's 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 second only to astrology. Right. And just like, sure, I am a human who experiences emotions, so I could like identify one of those five things exactly. at any point in my life, whether it's grief or you know joy or like just living a day in the life of a right. sentient being. Exactly. Yeah. So. Ex- yeah. So. I would say last week I was in the basically acceptance. I had basically come to like, okay, well, you know, you know, we, we didn't make it. We were hurt, etc. Maybe next year I'll be better. I wasn't too down on Joey Butkets. You know, I, I was a, a sort of in a, a weird state of calm. And now I'm back to stage anger um, <laughs> because I... You've regressed to stage I, two. I have regressed because there's just some rage in me about how this all went down and like I know last week I was like you know Joey Buckets I don't know maybe we trade him maybe we don't but you know I'm out on Buckets and I, I was too nice to him last so, week so yeah I feel like I I feel like I, I, I watched like highlights I know we were at the game but I, I re-watched some of the highlights of that game and I was just found myself being like just make one just make one fucking shot yeah, Joe Buckets also wasn't yeah it's not like he made up for it with like Insane rebounding or tough nose defense. No. It's just it was just a yeah, and and I think um, Bill Simmons pointed this out that like he did this in the Olympics as we discussed in our podcast, and it's like he's not good in these situations. I think we we have a body of evidence at this point that suggests that in times that matter, buckets ain't your ain't your boy. Yes, uh, yeah, and, and quite quite extreme. It's not like. He dips of like five percentage points sure. from three or something. It's no, I had more confidence in old Shamit out there. Yeah. So this has been. So this has been Simon. So this is point one of Simon dictates the agenda. Sultan Simon dictates the agenda. Um, I wish there were a verb for what a sultan does. Mm. Sultan uh, Simon sultanates the right uh, agenda. Decrees. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, all right. Second agenda item from Psy Guy. More fully processing Kevin Durant's playoff performance. Yes. So, folks, again, last week when we recorded, we were fresh. Fresh up. <laughs> we were fresh off of uh, the um, uh, tragic loss uh, in Game 7. And I don't think we really... I, I don't feel at least that I adequately expressed just how incredible Kevin Durant was in those playoffs, particularly in the Bucks series. Um, not that he didn't have, you know, a, a bad game or, or two, but, I mean, Game 5, unbelievable. Game 7 was low-key, also really incredible. I mean, he was a, uh, a toe away from fucking ending the Bucks season. On a turnaround three. A turnaround three... I'm not a basketball expert, but it's got to be one of the more difficult shots you can take. No. Um, We don't draw up a turnaround three. Right. With the game and the season on the line, um, playing 48, at that point, 48 minutes, two days from playing 48 minutes. um, No, I guess the day before, the game before he played like 42. And anyway, so the point is that, I mean, we just need to kind of keep this in mind because we won't always have a player like Kevin Durant playing for the Nets. Like, we'll have times to 
have the Archie Goodwins and etc. in you know and and you know maybe the D'Angelo Russells who are fun but like it's I think it's quite rare for for a team to have someone like him so we just right. need to kind I mean, of he is one of the 20 best basketball players in the history of basketball who has come back from a debilitating injury to be arguably better than he's <laughs> ever been it's unbelievable it's shocking we're undeserving of his yeah truly awesome talent and uh, I think you're you're right to uh, bring that back up because it did get lost in our disappointment what ended up happening and the results yeah um, are you excited Simon that we're gonna get to see KD wearing the red white and blue this summer in Tokyo I am honestly not <laughs> I am very worried about him getting injured, about him getting worn out. He's going to be 33. He's playing 48 minutes a game He's, right. in Tokyo. He, he may get le- uh, leaned on um, by the, the coaching staff. There. Who, who is the coach? Is it? Uh, I think it's Coach K. Okay. Um, well, whoever it is, please, please tread lightly yeah, on our 33, on. our legit now mid-30s uh, superstar that we need very, very much. Uh, uh, so that's my concern. Is James, am I right, James Harden is, he said he was going to do it and then ba- back subsequently down. backed Ex- up. Exactly, yes. Um, speaking of international games, do you think Ben Simmons is going to play for the Australian national team? Follow-up, do you think we should try to get Ben Simmons on the Brooklyn Nets? Okay, so first question, I truly don't know. I, I am not the right person to ask about. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'll just say yes, I do. Um, but I have no knowledge of why or why not. Just to be completely <laughs> transparent with you listeners and you, my co-host. Yes, was. thanks. Um, Radical transparency, sunshine, those are fundamental value, core values yes. of the Maybe Nets time franchise and brand (laughs) as for Ben Simmons William you know I love to buy low sell high yeah um I just so yes I would like to have Ben Simmons I I think there is kind of a bit of a you know with all of these things you you get kind of an over um react you get a what is it like an overcorrection. that's the word I'm looking for where like People all year were like, oh, my God, this guy is incredible. He's so amazing. You know, him and, and Joel Embiid are finally clicking. And and then now it's like he can't do anything. What a worthless pile of crap. He's not even worth a max contract. Um, I would love to get him. I do. I think uh, to your point on the text thread that we had, like, he, he would not have to. He could score four points. Sure. Uh, he could, he could, uh, you know what we could have used against the Bucks? Mm-hmm. His transition offense. Yes. He is one of the best transition offensive players in the entire game. He's yeah. very fast. He's could, very good at finishing. And he can also pass out to three-pointers better could, than almost anyone. And could have helped us uh, uh, on the defensive end, including with Giannis, and also just in a switching defense. He's Chris perfect. Middleton wouldn't have fucking 40-point games right. against us. Yes. So, so that would be good. I have no idea how we would get him because we have our cupboard, our pick cupboard is bare. Our what about team. this? All right, so we say Joe Harris, right? They uh-huh, want shooters. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How about sign and trade Spencer Dinwiddie, which is the talk of the town in Nets Nation. Nets Nation the idea yeah. that we're going to somehow sign and trade Spencer Dinwiddie. 
One, do you think that would be a reasonable trade? A Spencer Joe Harris is that enough for a Ben Simmons? And two, we got to talk about whether or not the idea that we can, we just Spencer's going to agree to a sign and trade because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he represents himself. Yeah. So you know, like his agent is going to isn't going to want to necessarily do a solid for the Nets. Reading this book that we're reading that uh, we got early access to, what's it called? Um, the Hustle. Don't Knock the Don't Hustle. Don't Knock the Hustle. This Nets book, Spencer Dinwiddie does not appear to like the Nets organization much at all. He feels uh, very underappreciated by them, and it's just like, yeah, they're always looking to trade me. Uh, I'm just used to it now. I can't wait till I'm a free agent and can pick my own, you know, destination. So, do you think he's going to be willing to sign a trade, particularly if he represents himself? Like, what is in it for him to do that? So the only yes, the the only way that I could see it happen is I have read that he recently uh, Christian Winfield reported for the Daily News reported LA. LA, right. And so if if he does truly want to do that, I think the only way he can that I am aware of is via sign and trade. Okay. Because the Lakers couldn't sign him out right. And the the Clippers couldn't sign him out right either, even if Kawhi leaves. They'd still be... God, I hope Kawhi leaves. That would be very, very fun. Right. And and if Kawhi leaves, I'm not sure that the Clippers are particularly excited to... Yeah, they're like, we need... You know what? He's basically a facsimile of Kawhi Leonard. Right. He can't Uh, shoot. He's the most arrogant guy, outspoken guy on the court. And... uh, you know, is decent at best at defense. But, yes, but if Kawhi does resign, you know, they still do have, like, a bit of a point guard mm-hmm. issue. So, Big time. Um, so I could see them being interested. Um, but other, other than that, like, yeah, so I like, don't really... Like for the Philly thing, you don't think right. he would be... I, I mean, I haven't... I have not seen any indication that he would be super... So interested in doing that that, like, he might take less money. Like, it sounds like he... Christian Winfield would pretty either, either wants as big a contract as possible or to go to L.A. Okay. To L.A. teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't see that happening. I mean, that and I, that also does seem a bit low for Ben Simmons, honestly. Dinwiddie and uh, Harris, I, I completely agree. I think we'd probably have to throw in something a little tastier, like uh, probably a Shamit. Because he just wants more shooting, and then maybe even like a Claxton or a pick or something like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is a big haul for Ben Simmons. Yeah, particularly this current. Right. Um, so speaking of of off season moves, mm-hmm. we've got a lot of free agents, including Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, and Blake Griffin. Three guys that, particularly in this playoffs, when every superstar got injured, um, were really, really, really critical to this team. So who of those three do you think it's most important that the Nets try to bring back? How much is it going to cost them? And, I mean, we're going to talk about this a lot in the offseason, so we don't have, this isn't the final time this will be mentioned, but, like, knee-jerk, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, Blake Griffin, who's the most important to for the Nets next season? So I like all three. I don't – I could be convinced of, honestly, all three. I don't have a strong opinion. But my knee-jerk, my my gut gut position is Bruce Brown. Agreed. Youngest. Yeah. Most versatile, seemingly. Because mm-hmm. um, while he did become a, you know, 6'3 center or whatever, however tall he is, uh, 
he still, you know, could get better at shooting one day, could get better at the tunnel vision when he drives and learn how to pass a bit better. Um, Blake is right there at the end. You know? yeah, like, yeah. if we do anything more than a vet minimum, I will be un- unhappy with that. Because he's still getting paid by the... The Pistons, they bought him out. So I think he could be comfortable with that, in which case would certainly wouldn't hurt. Like, he yeah. clearly is, like, playable in the playoffs still. Yeah. And Jeff Green, love him. Love Uncle Jeff. We want a game, you know, the, the, the KD game five is really low-key also the Jeff Green game. Like, without him, we he had seven threes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he was incredible. You, you love the shooting. You love the, the versatility. Yeah, and the dunks. Yeah, he's the best best highlight dunker on the team. And he seems he seems of the two of the Blake Griffin and 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 Jeff Green of the aging vets, I feel more comfortable with with Jeff Green not regressing. Though yes. I could definitely see regression, but for sure. I mean, he is getting old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say of those three, I'd actually be least least interested in Blake Griffin, TBH. Um, all right, Simon, Simon, let's turn to our theme. Okay. Unless there's other big Nets news that I'm missing. I mean, I haven't been following well, I don't, that I'm closely. not aware of it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not like we do a weekly podcast about them and thus should care. Uh, no, you, I mean, you, you know, tell us. Hit us at maybe next time at gmail.com. What are we missing? Yeah, Instagram, Twitter. Tweet at us. DM us. Slide into the DMs. We're all, we'll, we'll respond. 100% of the time we will respond. Uh, can't say we'll always respond kindly. Sometimes we'll be really rude. We'll be mean. We have a mean streak. Yeah, we can get real nasty. Uh-huh. But we'll respond. And oh, that's yeah. kind of that's part of the fun. So you be nasty to us, and we'll be a little nasty right back at you. We can be fucking nasty. We can be nasty, boys. Uh, okay. Let's turn to the themes. We got two, not one, but two themes. First theme is related to the Wild West Casino in which we currently stand. And I don't know uh, if our microphones are picking up the blaring music um, that is literally right above our heads. But I'm guessing you're probably aware that we're in this casino right now. Also, let us know. Send us a nasty tweet about it. Send us a mean a tweet. Mean tweet. Make me feel like a bug. We can dish it out and take it. <laughs> but be nice. Five star, yeah, five don't, star. Don't yeah. be mean. All right, so Wild West. The theme is Wild West. We are, in this theme, saloon owners. And in a crazy twist, Simon and I have devised... This is like a, this is like Guy Ritchie does a Western, right? In a crazy twist, Simon and I are co-owners of a saloon that's a, an NBA saloon. And we devise a plot to rob... Dun, 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 dun. Ourselves. <laughs> And so we're going to rob our own saloon, which is filled with NBA players. And each of us is going to rob one other team's NBA player that we want to be on the nets. That's the conceit of this first, first, really, I've got to say, riveting theme that we've come up with today. Yes. Uh, so, Simon, you're going in there. I, I imagine you're going to say something along the lines of, Put them up. Mm-hmm. Approximately? I want your money, not your life. I want your money, not your life. But if you make one false move, <laughs> I won't hesitate to murder you. For you, what qualifies as a false move? 
What if so, like a sneeze? A furtive. Is that a, a furtive any fur, <laughs> blanket furtive all furtive movements of any kind? Any. <laughs> anything that I deem furtive. <laughs> I. That's a gunshot I to the head. Really, never thought saying furtive would be funnier than it is right now. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, so furtive movements banned. That's going to get you shot at the old Maybe Next Time saloon, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so you're in there. You're sticking them up. You're warning them about giving them fair warning of re-furtive yes. movements. Right. And it's on them at this point. Yes. You know, your conscience is clean. Exactly. Um, who, which NBA player are you sticking them up for and bringing over to the Nets? Well, Liam, you are going to hate this. You are going to hate this. And Nets Nation, you are going to hate this because if you've listened to this podcast even once, you've heard me talk about this guy. The name is Marcus Smart. Um, Kill me now. I just, I still love the guy. I, I love his great determination. I think we need one guy who cannot, I, I understand Blake was... Blake and like Bruce Brown were your, you know, get get the job done. Blake was doing some dirty stuff, but like, we need a guy who is just like, if if PJ Tucker is being a jerk to uh, to Kevin Durant, we need someone to just like, I don't know, like intimidate him into not doing that in some in some manner. And I feel like Marcus Smart is is just a dog out there. And I, I think we missed that a bit. We missed a guy like that on our uh, team. Who who would you rob, and what would what sort of warning would you give? Um, or do you want to talk about thing. why Marcus here's, Smart sucks? No, I mean Marcus Smart's a bum, and he wouldn't doesn't fit on this team. Like, what do you want him as a six man? Um, like he's well, not going to start. Well, it depends who we bring back. Uh, the big of. three. Yeah. If you got Kyrie and James Harden out there, what what position is? He could play a three or a four. He's a massive dude in terms of girth. It, he's pretty short though. Yeah, isn't but he? he's 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 long. He's uh, yeah. I think he could easily play the three or the four in my view. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going in there, and we since we're on the theme of of uh, furtiveness. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go in there, and you're not even going to fucking know I'm holding the place up, right? That's how crazy I'm being, right? I'm not, I'm not making any big pronouncement. I'm not right. making everyone get on the floor. Put your, put your hands where I can see them. None right. of that. Okay. They're not even, you're, by the time I'm out of there, you're not even going to know I was in there. You're like in Ocean's Eleven I'm in Ocean's paper. Eleven, exactly, right. I'll, I'll, of course, obfuscate my identity, right? Maybe with uh, some face uh, augmentation of some kind, like uh, thicker eyebrows, which I genuinely do want. Uh, thicker top hair, of course. Uh, maybe uh, novelty facial hair of some kind. Uh, just really twist people's mouth. They're going to be like, oh my, who's this debonair gentleman who's walked in? Is he a Fortune 500 CEO or a saloon keeper? This is the absolute (laughs) longest description of how you are going. Then the tripwire. Of course there's a tripwire, but I know how to disable it. Now, there are going to be several wires. you got your blue, your red. Your blues, your reds. You're going to be so turned around by the number of wires and my explanation of which one needs to be rewired where that you're just going to let me take whoever I want from this damn place. Unbelievable. (laughs) 
So anyway, long, long story, real short, Simon. I'm going to get in there and I'm going to get my hands on a big boy who plays for the Indiana Pacers right now by the name of Miles Turner. Interesting, interesting. I think Miles Turner could be got. It's well known that he was on the, the, the market last summer. Indiana has a problem in that they have Sabonis and him. And apparently they've deemed Turner the weaker link there. Mm-hmm. Turner is an elite rim protector, uh, one of the best shot blockers in the entire game. The guy can stretch the floor. He's a really, really good three-point shooter, especially for a big. And if his role on the Nets is rim protection and spacing, that's literally the dream center for the Nets. Interesting. Okay, that, that's a good call. I, I would not mind Miles Turner on our team. Yeah, you'd be you'd be down for miles. Yeah. Um, what are his down? What's because like it's not like people are constantly going on about how great he is. Like what are what is he not good at? I don't really know. Like that seems to be like the dream things that you would want in a modern day center, right? Shooting and, and rim protection. Um, so yeah, I don't know why. I think maybe he's not a good rebounder or doesn't... He might be a little... Is he a softy? I think he might be a little bit of a softy. I think he might not be that good at the old pick and roll, Hmm. which I think is kind of critical for that. But again, this is pure... I'm just trying to think, like, what could be the things that he might not be good at. This is not born of any first-hand knowledge of how Miles Turner plays. I've watched... Anytime the Pacers play the Nets, I'll have seen it. Anytime they played all 28 nine other teams I've not uh, not watched that game um, and I, I don't care to start but if right. he joins our team right. I'll let you You'll know what his weaknesses him. are right. yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> I think they'll become pretty glaring pretty fast mm-hmm. uh, but anyway in my mind right now he's an amazing fit for the team which brings us to our second theme Simon I'd like you to introduce this one because it is a product of your brain oh right okay I was you're like you're gonna have to tell me what it is uh <laughs> Folks, we, though we are broadcasting from uh, the Wild West Casino, which is Western-themed, we are staying in Caesar's Palace, which is Roman-themed, but also is kind of Italian food-themed, because it's Rome, which is in Italy, yes. Gelato. Uh, gelato. It's Caesar's favorite dessert, gelato. <laughs> he, he was loved, a pecan cream guy. He could he could conquer any uh, <laughs> a land, but he could Vinny Verdi gelati. <laughs> but, but he could not conquer his appetite for gelato. Um, so uh, because of that, I thought it would be fun to possibly for the second time. I uh, don't really remember at this point. These these podcasts all blur together at this point, but but um, we've definitely done this before. Okay, but folks, <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally right. I was saying when I was telling Claire about it earlier, we've definitely anyway. Tell tell the people what it is. We're did. doing it again. <laughs> we have some new players, so it's a really different concept in that I way. I think Daniel Yunt would think this is interesting. Yes, Daniel Yunt is a big fan of this theme, which is uh, Nets players compared to Italian foods, Italian dishes. Get it? Yes. We say, say, just, just, this won't be a real one. 
But you're like, spaghetti and meatballs. Who is that? DeAndre Jordan. Why? I don't have to fucking explain myself to you. Yes, That's how we do this, We're okay? not going to explain. This isn't about ex- <laughs> explanations, right. right? If you want, listen to a podcast about fucking explanations, if that's what you're looking for. Exactly. Right now, we're talking Italian food and which net is like which, which entree. Entree, it could be an app. If you say, like, uh, um, what's that cheese? Jesus Christ. With the, They serve with the peppers. At, uh, oh, um, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking. Soft. Yeah, soft cheese. It's not ricotta. No, it's, it's not ricotta. No, 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 it's, it's um, oh, shit. Oh, boy. This is embarrassing. Yeah, well. Uh, you get what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know what we mean. It starts mean. with a B, doesn't it? Beretta? Beretta. 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 Beretta cheese with a hot pepper. Right? You can do that. Who is that? Garrett Temple. Why? Fuck off. We told you we're not doing explanations. Eat shit. (laughs) Or eat a cannoli, which is Kenny Atkinson. Don't ask me why. Don't you fucking Mm, dare ask me. Do you like cannolis? No. Really? Oh, you're Cousin John's cannoli head, huh? Yes. Well, I, I love them from anywhere. I don't think I've had a cannoli I don't like. Okay. Well, we I, are, have, I have, the, it, 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 like, two-day-old cannoli We are gross. worlds apart in terms of cannoli. I've never had a cannoli that I'd care to eat again. Wow. Ever. They're low-key one of my favorite desserts. Okay. You know who loves some Chuck McCormick? Yeah. Loves a cannoli. I feel like I'm looking at Chuck McCormick right now. <laughs> <laughs> my dad does not sound no, like that, by the way. That is not. a that's Giuliani a, yes, impression, that's our, folks. The late great Rudy sorry, sorry you were disbarred, Rudy. Uh, <laughs> My hat is off to you. You right. got a a, bum, a, 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 um, a fix was in on that one. Um, okay, so we are going to name a, a few Italian dishes. I hope. Yeah. And then we're just going to say who it reminds us of on the nets. Yes. So why don't you get us started? Okay, folks, my first one is Spaghetti and Meatballs from Tony Baltimore Grill. Nice, Tony's nice, Baltimore nice. Grill is an amazing bar. you got to go. If you come to Atlantic City, it is one of maybe three top Requ- things you have to do. Required um, eating, drinking, everything. So interesting you say eating. Yeah, I, I wouldn't eat there. <laughs> definitely because, go there and drink. Yes, it is, it is a great, great location. You're going to love it. Um, great prices, great people, great fun. Don't eat there, as William says, because the food is terrible. One of the things that is terrible there is the spaghetti and meatballs. I love spaghetti and meatballs. Normally, it's a very consistently good dish. And to me, it is Joe Harris in the playoffs is spaghetti and meatballs from from, Tony. from Tony's because they've taken a dish that I basically have never had. I've certainly had, like, spaghetti and meatballs that I'm not, like, wild about, but I've never had bad spaghetti and meatballs until last night. Joe Harris in the playoffs, very consistent guy during the regular season, terrible in the playoffs. There you go. Right. Uh, but, again, repeat, Tony Baltimore, still go Gotta in go. spite of that. Gotta go. All right. First one I'm going to go for, I'm, not, I'm currently looking at Wikipedia's list of Italian dishes. Uh-huh. I just want something to jog my... Yeah. Clearly, I've thought about this uh, quite a lot. <laughs> and I'm going to start off, Simon, with a classic... And that is a little thing I like to call pasta e fagioli. I don't know that. You don't know don't pasta e fagioli? No. It's kind of like a minestrone, but it's like a... It's a soup? Yeah, it's like a sopa. Oh, yeah, I've seen so that. I don't I think, think I've ever had it. in general, my take on soups is 
not into them, mm. right? Like a soup is a fine thing if you if you are really explicit about its role, right? If you're like you're at a good old time sort of restaurant, and they're like, guess what? Before we give you real food, we're gonna give you a little little tiny cup of some soup right, with right. A, some saltine, some crackers, some bread. Just be a fucking disgusting, you know, American diner. And I'm like, great. I can do that. I can live up to your expectations of me. Give me some sopa. Mm-hmm. Give me some pasta e fagioli if you mm-hmm, have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're like, hey, what should we do for dinner tonight? Soup. Then we're going to have some really big issues. Okay? Right, you are this not is, a soup as a meal guy. This is worse than getting the wires wrong on the heist from my own saloon, okay? This is... Which, again, I've got a mustache on... <laughs> Uh, I'm somewhat of a debonair sort of... I could go into excruciating detail on that, but I will spare you. The type of pants, down to the brand, I'll tell you. It's all part of the disguise. I'm wearing Jinko jeans, okay? I found an an outlet store in Atlantic City that's solely sells Jinko jeans. This is the one of the great cities in America for for outlet stores. Just yeah. If you're if you're not hip to that. So anyway, Simon, pasta e fagioli, okay? For me, that's DeAndre Jordan because if you're telling me you have DeAndre Jordan on your team as a, as just a supportive guy on the bench to give Kyrie and his friend KD right. support, right. that's great. But as soon as you start getting that twist in, you're like, guess what? The main starter tonight is DeAndre Jordan. I'm going to be fucking pissed. Right. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. So so that's my number one. What's your number two? Okay. Here we go. Tortellini. Tortellinis. Uh, I, I... You love a tortellini. I do. I do. But the thing is, I never... I don't get it, and I never give it the respect it deserves. And folks... For that, I'm going to say that in the playoffs, uh, I thought uh, Blake Griffin is my tortellini. I didn't really expect too much from him. I was, I was always, I mean, I was not on board with them um, actually signing him. I was pretty wary of that. But immediately, once he started playing, uh-huh. it was clear it was going to be fine. Like, because he was not... He was not a, a, a lug. He was doing stuff that was important. But I, I don't. I never really like. Even when he had like a great game against Giannis, I was just not. I was just more, more, more. Um, <laughs> I was just not thinking about him. And you know what? He deserved a bit more. More uh, of your thought. More, yeah, exactly. And he deserved a little more love. Tortellini is awesome. I really do like it. It's yeah. a close cousin to ravioli. Okay. Yeah, no, it definitely is, and we've we've talked at length on this show and others that we've done about our feelings about ravioli. Yes. Dig into the archive; you'll find something about ravioli. Yes. I don't know if we're going to go there today, but uh, we have pretty serious thoughts. on That's the issue. a little treat for you if you go through 170 or whatever episodes. 94 <laughs> yeah. previous Jesus. episodes. Um, all right, here's a curveball for you, Simon Arancini. I don't know what that is. Boy, you're really picking Aran- some wild ones. Arancini? Arancini. It's like I a risotto think. ball. Fried risotto ball. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, fried okay. risotto ball. So, it's obviously, as you know, it's from Palermo, traditionally. Uh, yes. Originally. <laughs> I remember going to Palermo. Wait, and did you and your it. mom go on a trip to Palermo? No, no. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, 
Okay, so we are going to talk arancini for a minute. Now, what's your take just on, on risotto in general? I like it. I really big, like it. Big ups, right? Yeah. You like it with asparagus? Mushrooms, asparagus. Mushrooms, yeah. asparagus. Uh, get some chicken on there. Uh, what's another good one? Maybe like a ham. Okay. I don't know. I've never had it, but it sounds pretty nice. Now, imagine that fried in a little ball. Mm. We've had an arancini now that we're talking yeah, about yeah, it. Right? I have, yeah, I have. I have. Now, arancini, this might get you interested because I can tell I'm losing you over there. No. Arancini just adjusting is my a, hat. <laughs> arancini is a dish best served sauced. Interesting. Okay. So you get an. I mean, I'm sure in Palermo they're not serving it with sauce, but no. this is the fucking U.S. of A. Right, exactly. Trust me, we are in the U.S. of A. in Atlantic City right now. Oh, okay, yeah. and they do things different in the U.S. of A. And that is, they rely heavily on condiments and sauces mm-hmm. of all kinds. Mm-hmm. So, arancini is a thing that can benefit from the obvious, like a marinara dipper, right? You can, that's gonna that's gonna brighten up your your uh, rice ball mm-hmm. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But let's go a little little wackier. You get like a, I mean you could do a ranch if you want to be a real naughty boy. But you could do a chipotle type mayo. It, it, the thing is, it ultimately at the end of the day it's a glorified like mozzarella cheese stick. You know, it's got a little more texture. The thing hasn't met a sauce it doesn't get along right. with. Okay. It just it, anything you find, it's, it's a, going to increase its value. It's a classy mozzarella stick. It's a classy mozzarella stick, yeah. So that for me, I forgot at some point I was going to have to yeah, relate yeah. this back yeah. to Annette. For me, that is uh, James Harden. Because you put him with anybody out on that court, right? And unless he only has one functioning leg, he's going to make that player and the other players around him, or in Arancini's case, sauces, that much better. Okay. 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 Like, if you you just put your finger, dip it, take your finger, right? Lick it once, so you have a wet finger now in your on your hand. You your finger's wet, wet. Your finger's wet, and you stick it into a little tub of ketchup, okay? And then you take your wet and now ketchup finger, and you put it in your mouth and you eat it. And you're like, all right, like, why am I dip, licking my finger and putting ketchup in my mouth? Quick question. <laughs> yeah. Just... Just, I, I know I'm disturbing your flow here. Yeah, but yeah. This is a yes you, and, not a no wh- but. Why did you lick your finger first? Well, I wanted you because sometimes ceremony is necessary to really <laughs> fully enjoy an experience, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you've licked your finger. You've stuck it into ketchup. Hopefully, it's not communal ketchup because that's rude. Because you Extremely now have a lot of rude your, and weird. your saliva is now in yes, the ketchup. Yes. This is worse than a double dip, right? This is actively injecting your saliva into communal yes, ketchup. Yes, yes. Okay. Then you put the ketchup that's mixed with your saliva on your finger into your mouth, and you're like, mm, could be good with something, right? Right. You put an arancini in there, you're like, wow, that tomato sauce sings, baby. <laughs> that sings. And that is what James Harden does on a basketball court. As as succinctly as I can describe what, what James Harden, and accurately as I can describe what James Harden does, it is that. He licks his finger, puts it in ketchup, and then puts an arancini ball on his licked ketchup finger, and then it tastes good. Right. Okay? Got it. <laughs> wow, that was a long wind-up. That was a big one. 
Now, do you have uh, another Italian I, I dish? Don't. Okay. Well, you're not even going to do a dessert. Oh, you did a cannoli. We talked about cannolis, but you didn't do a dessert. Let's get a dessert. Who's a cannoli? Uh, I'll say... I don't know. Here's a little cannoli for you. Let's say uh, Nick Claxton is cannoli. Sure. He's no, hey, no explanation needed. Right, right? exactly. <laughs> delicious. Nick For Claxton me, is a delicious dessert. My dessert is going to be tiramisu because it's my yeah, favorite yeah. dessert. We've talked about it. Go check it out in the past episodes. We have talked about it. We're on the record. Uh, when you find which episode we've talked about tiramisu, tweet at us. Send us an email or tweet us or Instagram us. Uh, yeah, do anything you want with it, that information, but make sure it gets to us somehow. Uh-huh. Um... So tiramisu, one of my favorite desserts, and uh, as such, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna put the tira crown. It's like a tiara oh, of tiramisu okay. onto Kevin Durant. He's earned it. Great, right? he's great, he's great. he's the best nut, and tiramisu is the best dessert. Not only Italian dessert, but full stop, just best dessert. I know, you know, I know there's some creme brulee heads out there who might take umbrage with that. But I'm going to assert it here, now and forever. Tiramisu is where it's at. Yeah. Uh, do you like Tres Leches? Now, I don't think I've probably had a good Tres Leches. I've had a couple... couple you can't grow up in Albuquerque and right. escape without yeah. a Tres Leches yeah. or two. Yeah. But I would not say I ever had a Tres Leches that made me say, Mmm, I'd like to have Tres Leches again in my life. Okay. Uh, what about you? I had one. I'm trying to think. I think it was from an Italian place in Park Slope. It was incredible. I, I love tres leches. Okay. I, I cannot get enough. I would take cuatro leches. <laughs> Cinco leches, Cinco, por favor. etc. <laughs> this is a Nets podcast, cum Spanish counting podcast. <laughs> etc. Siete. Siete. <laughs> Okay, all right. Folks, you have endured what I can only imagine was barely listenable audio content today. Uh, The music couldn't have been helped. We have a hotel room, but wanted to spare the two people who were nice enough to come with us on this trip the indignity of having to listen to us scream into microphones in front of them, so are in a very public, very loud casino that has made this surely rough going, but we appreciate it. Yes, thank you for listening. Thank you very much. You know that we we love you. We tell you this all the time, listeners. Maybe not enough, but we never. Do, it never. We do it could never you. be enough. Yes, that's it could true. never be enough. That's true. Thank you for listening. Oh, is this the? Uh... Yes, the star is born. I, if <laughs> I if we don't end this soon, I will start to weep. <laughs> we've got we've got to close this out. Simon, do you think we'll go ahead and uh, see ya next, next time? time? I was tired of my life. A worn out recording Of a favorite song So while she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read